You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join John Klassen, Juji Morales, agents, editors, and more on October 2nd, 2021. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirsty can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirsty. When was the last time you went to a wedding? Ugh, gosh. <laughs> I can't even remember. But now that we're nearing the end of COVID, hopefully, I think weddings will probably be happening again. I hope so. This week's summer book club pick is Two Grooms on a Cake by Rob Sanders and illustrated by Robbie Cathro. We couldn't let Pride Month go by without featuring this book. Definitely not. We're going to get right into it. The first fabulous thing we love about this book is the unique POV. This book is told from the point of view of the two cake toppers that you see on the cover. It's so interesting. It is. It's so fun. So well done. Number two is the nonfiction LGBTQ plus element. Number three is the amazing back matter, which is filled with a timeline, an author's note, and actual color photographs. I know. I love them. Which is the coolest part. Yeah. The fourth fabulous thing is how the color palette and the illustrations match the era. There's a total 70s vibe. Which is great. (laughs) And last, we just love how smart this book is. It is creatively told to both engage and inform young readers. What do you think is fabulous about this book? Make sure to tell us on social media, and don't forget to use the hashtag PBLSummerBookClub. Happy reading! Although we don't have new interviews this summer, we'll be replaying some of our most listened-to episodes. Enjoy this PBL replay! Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim! It's raining cats and dogs today. I, I really wish I had my bumblebee umbrella. I know. And when it rains, it pours. And now you're soaked. Yep. <laughs> Just like the Baron Abby Cushman's book, Soaked. 
Bear finds rain, frankly, unbearable. Unbearable. (laughs) Soaked is a story of friendship and changing your mood, even if you can't change the circumstances. I love how perfect this book is for 2020. It totally is. And I'm in love with the expressions on all of the characters' faces throughout the entire story, especially that devious little badger. We're so excited to have Abby here, along with her editor, Tracy Gates, and art director, Jim Hoover, to learn about the creative journey behind Soaked. Let's talk. Abby, we're going to start with you. I remember seeing their bear character at the NES CBWI conference in 2018. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yes, you won the Portfolio <laughs> Showcase. I yeah, so where, remember where Jim, where Jim was a, a judge. Oh, I'm seeing it there. Too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Coincidence. I think not. So can you tell us what the inspiration was behind Bear and this story? Yeah. So I first got the idea a few years ago. It was a hot summer day and I was out for a walk and I got caught in a torrential rainstorm and I was also eight months pregnant. Oh, so I (laughs) had to just kind of walk home slowly because I was in that waddling stage of my pregnancy. (laughs) And after getting drenched, I realized it really wasn't that bad. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of play around with the idea of the situation not changing, but your attitude changing. Mm. When I finally got home, I put that in uh, what I call my ugly sketchbook, which is just (laughs) my book full of ideas. Such a great one. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, Tracy, what was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? Well, we should back up for a moment because it was actually... Jim, didn't you bring it to my attention? Yes. So what happened <laughs> when I was at the SCBWI, Abby, where your portfolio was submitted, and I was looking through it with an agent, and we were like going through all the portfolios together, and there were two images in your portfolio that I just fell in love with, and one was the bear with the ice cream. I was like, oh my gosh. And the other one was that hippopotamus <laughs> skydiving. And it just has this look on its face. It's like, oh my gosh, I just love this. And I turned to the agent and I said, mine. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was looking all over afterward. There was like a little happy hour thing. I I was hoping to run into you, but I never. uh, I know, I was there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was crowded. So, yeah, so I, I think that Monday or Tuesday, I brought. I had drawn another hippo. The skydiving hippo, but another one. I posted it to Twitter. And then you commented on Twitter, like, oh, if you want to send that dummy along, you can't. So I was like, wow, I am really glad that I checked Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. And then I went to Tracy. I was like, Tracy, what do you think? I remember I often react to art first. I am a picture book editor, so I think art often just gets me excited. And Jim and I have a similar uh, sense of humor, so I think he knew that I would both love the art and Abby's sense of 
storytelling, which I will say, as soon as I read Soaked, I just thought, oh my gosh, we have to bring this author illustrator in. I've edited, oh my gosh, I, I wish I actually kept count, but you know, I'm sure it's over a thousand books wow. um, in wow. my career. I feel like it must be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. No. Um, <laughs> and so I know when I come upon like a really fresh voice and creative one. And Abby's really just so creative, not just in the artwork, but also in the storytelling as well. And there aren't a lot of words in Soaked. And yet the way she puts them together with the way she tells the story, just the story idea itself is one that it just feels very, very fresh, but also very relatable. It's like, oh, okay, I've had this this feeling before of being kind of grumpy and in a certain <laughs> mood, but then other people or things or something's going on that, that is just so wonderful and you want to take part in it. And yet you're, you're in this mood. <laughs> it's so she, relatable to kids too. Yeah. Anyway, there were just so many parts to this that I just loved. <laughs> yeah, this is great. So Jim, can you just give us a little bit of a look into the art direction for the book once you guys acquired it? Sure. The humor was just so spot on. The hula hooping moose is just so, <laughs> so funny. Like, what? I know. And I, I also love when a book can invoke other senses. Like, in this case, I just, the sense of smell. That There's something about the way, Abby, that you rendered the bear that you could just smell that bear's wet fur. <laughs> like, I just love this, that, that like, you know, when other senses can, can be brought in. So generally what will happen is as the story is being discussed, being worked out, Tracy or other editors are often nice enough to kind of include me in that a little bit, just bounce ideas around. And we also start, you know, thinking of trim size, page count, you know, doing the logistics of, you know, end papers for color, that's plus ends or separate end papers, which is an unfinished stock. You know, we're starting to kind of get the nitty gritty of that figuring out where's the copyright dedication going to go. Is it going to be a page in the back? Is it going to be somewhere in the front, you know, and Abby, you, you, you had that all pretty, pretty figured out pretty, pretty solidly, which is great. I, ideally, I love being able to go, that looks great. Thanks. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite way to art direct. I, 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 like, I like being involved in, in all the decision-making too, but yeah, so we're, we're figuring that out. What's the, the finish on the jacket's going to be any special effects we might be able to do, you know, we're looking for those opportunities. And as the story is working out, we're moving things around. Abby, if, if I remember correctly, the only thing I remember is, is getting the proportions of the moose, like the, the legs who needed to be longer. Like it, it was, you know. Yeah, you wrote me like the longest, like kindest to basically be like, uh, redo the moose. But it was, it was so nice. <laughs> Oh my I want to like bad, like thinking like, oh, he took so long to write this. <laughs> he could have just said like, that's a dud. Like, no. Um, I sent him some more sketches of a redone moose. He sent me um, an email being like, oh, don't worry. The revisions aren't that bad. Cut this spread and then you'll have enough room for a new ending. And I thought, oh, <laughs> is that how yeah. I thought it is? Yeah, no, no one's freaking out here. Okay, sure. sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Wow, that's so uh, a whole new ending. Okay, I love it. <laughs> that's so tough as a writer. So, Tracy, can you tell us about what the editing process was like for you? 
it was very hard. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes there are books that I have edited that are hard, but this really was a pleasure because Abby really is an author and illustrator. I do remember that early on I had some or maybe Jim and I together um, had some suggestions, some, and they were a little bit more editorial. Working it out so it would fit well within those thirty-two to forty pages, and just making sure that, you know, that there was room for that climactic moment at the end. And I remember that I had some suggestions, like I often do. I try to think, okay, here's what I would suggest as a addition to the story to make something more clear. And what I was so impressed by with Abby, and I'd never worked with her before, but I remember that she really took whatever that comment was in and then came back with a solution that was not my suggested solution, but was so much better. And mm. anyway, I wish I could remember what exactly that was. <laughs> it might have had to do with the bumblebee umbrella. Oh, um, the bumblebee umbrella oh, is one so, of my favorite parts. So hilarious. Do you, do you, Abby, do you remember? Because I just remember going to Jim like, wow, she really knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I gave that impression. <laughs> I love the bumblebee umbrella. I love that Badger found her bumblebee umbrella, but not Bear's. <laughs> I love the subtlety of that. So that kind of yeah. leads into the next question for Abby. Can you give us a look into the writing and illustration process for this? Yes. Yeah, so um, like I said, I have my ugly sketchbook. And it was funny because for this book, when I first thought about it, I was kind of picturing uh, this beautiful, poignant, wordless picture book. Um, And there'd be, you know, like dancing and splashing and all this stuff. But what I ended up drawing over and over and over in my sketchbook was this very soggy, sad-looking bear. And in each iteration, he'd have a different prop. So in one, he had like a very wilted bouquet of flowers. In another, he had a tiny but very fancy cake, and it was just getting demolished by the raindrops. And then in another, he had like a droopy balloon. And that ended up being the image on the second spread of the book where he's got his ice cream cone. And so, but what I realized about this image that I just kept drawing was that it was funny and that the book needed words. So Mm. I kind of let that... um, just roll around in my head for a couple of months. And then I got the idea to kind of play around with an unreliable narrator. And so that night I just kind of brain dumped the opening lines of Soaked and I thumbnailed out the whole first draft. And the way I write is kind of, you know, I'm never just sitting at a computer, just typing up a manuscript. And then usually it starts with the images and then it's kind of intertwined. The words and the images come together. That's wow. great. So, Jim, you already told us about one of the notes that you gave Abby before she moved on to final art. But any other notes that you gave her? Can I circle back to the moose for one minute? Yes, yes. please do. <laughs> well, I remember, Abby, one of the visual problems that I could see was that the ones where the moose was sitting wasn't yep. quite right. And I remember looking up images of moose sitting, and there weren't any. <laughs> This is the problem. (laughs) It really is funny just the the things that come up in this business. You know, we're like, how do you draw a moose sitting down? You know, it's it's just a logistical thing. Other notes that we had, I remember just kind of working through the cover a bit. For the the most part, everything that came in 
from Abby's end was just really just charming and quite perfect. It's the words and the pictures are just such a perfect synergy. They're just so funny and rereadable. We have one more question. Jim, we're going to start with you. When someone reads Soaked, what do you hope they feel? Great question. I think we're all hitting on these notes of what's just so great with the picture book is something that resonates. And just if there's a bad moment or a moment you're not super happy with, uh, you know, wait a moment and look for the joy and the, the beauty that is possibly there too. That's such an important message. I love that. What about you, Tracy? What do you hope that people feel or learn when they read this book? I sometimes think about that question with the books I edit, but I became an editor because I love, love, love stories. And I guess I just feel that I hope that a story, you know, resonates with children, that they're entertained by it in some way, that whether they read it again or not, that it's something that kind of adds to their life in some way. Maybe it's just that they find a lot of humor in it or that it just gets them to another level in who they are as a person. But I would say that, yeah, what I do love about this story in particular is not just the humor, but that, yeah, that you can get unstuck. You can think you're having just a horrible day and there can be joy and some, you know, some grumpiness as well. Such a perfect message for today. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Joy can be just around the corner. It can be right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, Abby, how about you? When someone reads your book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I honestly just hope that, you know, the, the kid and the parent or the teacher reading it, they just share a laugh together. That's really what's most important to me about it, that they just have that moment together. A big thank you to Abby, Tracy, and Jim for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Soaked. Check out the show notes to learn more about Abby and the other fabulous books she has out in the world. And remember, if you have a picture book you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number two at gmail.com. Happy looking! looking.